Hey folks, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Darius. And I'm Dylan. And here on Trek to the Holodeck, we are doing the hard work. We're doing the hard, hard work Difficult. of finding every single Holodeck episode ever recorded in Star Trek uh, canon. And we are going to rate it on our special system. Mm-hmm. Special system? What are you talking about, Darius? What's special, special system? system? Dylan, what's the special system? The special system is called the Drask system. And that's Drask. Drask. And that is an acronym that spelled out down. It goes dialogue. Yep. Romance. Yep. uh, Action. Suspense. Yep. Yep. And uh, camp and stakes. yeah, yep. I'm sorry. It. I I got distracted. <laughs> Jan was mouthing it, so I kept looking at Jan, and then it was throwing my brain off. <laughs> uh, but this is our patented system that is completely foolproof, and it has never led us astray. Um, cool. Yeah, we we do little ratings based on those uh, one to five. One to Every five. Single, uh, yeah, yeah. What's the holodeck? If you've never seen an episode of Star Trek, Jan. It is effectively video games or VR for people in the Star Trek future. So it's just how they, that's how they waste their time. It's how they kill time to get on the holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so it, what, what, if, which episode are we going to be watching this week? Great question. We are watching Skin <laughs> of Evil. <laughs> that is a TNG episode. And what season is that, Dylan? That is a great Question. Thank you for that. That's such a fantastic question. Uh, that episode is season one. Season one, yeah. episode 23. And 22 if you're watching it on Netflix. And 22 if you're watching it on Netflix because sometimes they put those two-parters together. Uh, and it the, originally... Oh, I was going to re- say they put Farpoint and Counter Farpoint together. Oh, okay. Well, it originally aired on <laughs> April 25th, 1998. Or 1988. <sighs> 88. So this, 88. I think this will be close to exactly 33 years after uh, the original air date. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 33 Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? 33 years later, three uh, weird white guys would be doing a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> this episode has <laughs> some stomach issues. Its, it's hair is receding. Uh, it's starting to think about settling down. So, guys, <laughs> go ahead and grab your your jar of of black ink and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, like uh, walk outside and maybe pour it in a crack and then like stand in front of it and be like, I can't get past this, this thing. thing. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then wait wait for it to go like, <laughs> yeah, and then we'll like wait for somebody to drive by and look at you and be like, what the what the hell are you so doing? I can't man? I can't walk past then, this. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah, make sure you tell that person. To, and then when uh, he like kind of gives you the finger and honks the horn and like drives away and calls you a nerd, you could like yell after him like, "Hey man, I'm going on my trip to the Don't believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. 
You're listening to an IndieSaurus production. I like that one. That, yeah, was that one was one. not 100% unhinged. <laughs> and it, it was related to bit. the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, man. So getting into it, again, we've already Let's said what, this episode, uh, season one, episode 23 or 22, yeah. the teleplay mm-hmm. was by Joseph Stefano and Joseph. Hannah Louise Shearer, who did the uncredited coming of age rewrite. We talked about that in the past episode. Right. But right. here's the crazy deep cut of Joseph Stefano. What? He wrote Psycho. What? Like the original one? The Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. <laughs> I what? guess that kind of makes sense. It's uh, it does make sense. <laughs> Skid of Evil, the it's artist character in this episode, is kind of he's a crazy weird guy. He is. He is a crazy weird guy. He's a guy. psycho. But uh, like, a space psycho. It's the psycho guy <laughs> wrote an episode of Star Trek. <laughs> that is really wild. I very recently watched Psycho. Um and it's incredible. So watching this, good. I am it. It holds up still. It's it's fantastic. So yeah, I can see it. This is it was a very well written mm-hmm. episode. I feel like absolutely it, it um, had some good action. Before we move on, real quick, I also want to say thank you so much for the follow, D Bings. I, I skipped you earlier. I should have said it when I said thanks for all the follows. Thanks, thank dude. you specifically for that F. Yeah, really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get back to it. Sorry about that. No, good. It's okay. This was directed by Joseph L. Scanlon. Go Joey Joe. Scans, as we like to J- call him. Joey Scans. JLS. I love scans this little the script before he decides to direct it. And then he'll like <laughs> yeah. do a quick scan of it and he'll be like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'll do Scanlan. it. Scanlon. <laughs> yeah, he never says no. He never says yes. He's always just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. Scans it. <laughs> uh, and then like day of shooting comes and he like, they're like sitting there like, is Joey going to come? Did he say he's, he's doing he's it? I mean, he did the, I don't know, maybe I'll do it. His yeah. his agent calls him <laughs> and is like, so what do we think? What do we think of Joseph? And he's like, and the agent's like, dude, come on, man. You can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> just trying to get you work, buddy. He's <laughs> yeah. the most indecisive director Ever. <laughs> Joseph this, L. Scanlon. Uh, uh, I love when hey, we... Joseph, how how was that take I just did? <laughs> I was just kind of scanning it. it seemed fine. <laughs> He's over at like the craft table, like eating scanning. some celery with... Yeah. Just eating some celery with like, like peanut, peanut butter. butter. <laughs> and they're like, and like his AC, like, and cut. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, you know what? That was, I don't know. Good. Do, <laughs> maybe do it again. <laughs> Here's a real bit of of Joey Scans trivia. Actual uh, Joey Scans. Actual trivia. So he's he only ever directed four episodes mm-hmm. of TNG and Star mm-hmm. Trek in general. Mm-hmm. And apparently, after directing those four episodes, he said because of how out of control the cast was, that he <laughs> would never ever direct an episode of The Next Generation again. And I'm just trying to what think, does he mean by out of out control? Of control. <laughs> I'm imagining all fun? of them. Yeah, I'm imagining all of them just like he says something like, "Hey, um, substitute uh, teacher style. Could yeah. you maybe be a little less excited? Um, you know, uh, Riker. I, I'm forgetting everyone's actual names, but could uh, you be a little less excited? 
It's Jonathan. Uh, and he, yeah, he just looks at him as like, <laughs> and just starts like putting his hands in the air and running around. <laughs> like, okay, you have a real name. They treat him like a substitute teacher. He's like, <laughs> right. everybody sit down. Everybody sit down. Everyone sit down. My name is Joey Scans. I'm going to be your director today. Oh, God. It's Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Come on. He's just put the not spitball respond. down. Okay. Put the spitball down. Just put it down. You see him like reading the the, the castlet. Okay. Um, Marita Sirtis? Is it Sirtis? <laughs> and then like Gates McFadden raises her hands like, okay, okay, Marina's here. Great. Gates McFadden. And then Marina Sirtis raises her hand. It's like, great. Yeah, that's then, what Patrick Stewart raises. Right. Name. It's like, okay. Okay. Right. Who's, who's who? Guys, Brett Spiner I have is to, like I have to direct this episode. I have Brett, to direct it. Brett Spiner's just behind him, just be doing the faces where he's like, ooh, ooh. And, when he, and then he turns, he turns around, around, he's like, nothing. He like he like turns around to write his name on a whiteboard that they like wheeled in just so he could write his name down. <laughs> and, and he is like he writes Scanlan, and then he's like, but you can call me Mister Scans. <laughs> Because I scan the scripts if you want. If you want to do that, that's this, okay. This bit got out of hand. I'm I, one more thing. I think, I think, uh, uh, oh my God, why, what is happening in my brain right now? Jonathan Frakes is definitely the guy in the back of the classroom who's sitting in the corner. He just yells, like, You suck, dude. And everybody just like, <laughs> Just kind of giggles, cracks up. Yeah, he's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna have to do a third take." And Jonathan's like, "Fucking amateur!" I don't know if you amateur heard, dude. Here. I'll do, I'll do three takes. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just not he gonna like do throws, this one. He throws like a really tiny backpack over one shoulder and like walks out. Where's Where's Jonathan going? Oh, he only does two takes. He only does two takes. He's gonna go smoke a cigarette behind the. Uh, he, yeah, he's got to do more football than- field. We just need to get it again. We just didn't get the coverage. We have a football fit. What? <laughs> this cast is completely out of control. <laughs> so that's what he meant by this cast is completely out of control. <laughs> Anyone who watched this episode and heard this music would know within literally oh. the first like two seconds that's, of listening to this episode. the first thing I read. Who... Who did the music for this? Who did it? RJ, baby. RJ. RJ. Ronnie Jones. <laughs> Ron Jones. I want, I want like season six TNG with this music. Cause oh. like, oh my God, it's so literally good. The moment <laughs> it faded up and I heard, ding, 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 I was like, ding. Fucking Ronnie J, baby. Yeah. Ronnie not, J joint. Here we go. Ronnie Jones was not afraid of those high notes. He was not afraid he was of them. Not. He, no. he, he goes it. hard. He thrives there. He tinkled them, man. He tinkled. They were all, all tinkly. I feel like every single score that he did, he really got into. Like, I feel a lot of energy coming from him. Whereas the other stuff is good, but like, he is just like, oh, yeah, I am feeling this mm. right uh, now. Mm. There's no question what emotion you're supposed to be feeling at any given moment with a Ron Jones soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Right. Straight up. He's like Ennio Morricone. The uh, Ron Jones experiment. Before experience. we get into this, I, I think what we could benefit from is a sort of a competitive recap of mm. this episode. What do you guys think? Yes. 
Ooh, a competitive recap. Maybe okay. like a this week on sort of feature. Oh. What's, oh. Wait, I'm sorry. What's this week on? Uh, this week on, it's like we do like a 30 second recap of the episode. We get everything that happens in the episode into 30 seconds. We have uh, one contestant do it. And what? Actually, Darius, you since you asked, would, you have a contestant? Do you want to be the contestant this I, week? I was just about to ask, can I be the contestant? Yeah, I think that'd be super great. Of course. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. Uh, so you'll have 30 seconds. And uh, I'll just start the timer whenever you're ready. You'll Dana win. Troy's p- coming back on a shuttle from something, and then the shuttle crashes onto this planet. So they go to this planet to save Deanna Troy and this other unnamed, uh, like ensign who's like flying the shuttle. They find this like goop of black thing that's like keeping them hostage, and they sh- they go down there, and then it <coughs> takes Riker, so Riker doesn't get to bang anymore. And then they like <laughs> try to do some like negotiations, but they can't. And then they end up finally getting people back to the ship. And guess what? Somebody dies. Who? Tasha Yar. Uh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> that was the most concise one. Yeah, that was yeah, great. You even Congratulations. Got, yeah, you got you got Riker in there, and yeah, good stuff. I I love that they mention just talking about the like uh, the shuttle that falls. They mention we have people down there, but for the majority of the episode, they only show Deanna. Yeah, in the thing the I'm like passed out. <laughs> well, you don't see him until like the end of the episode when Picard shows up. And I'm like, he's like did you have you checked on him yet? And she's like, um, no, no, I'm kind of more of a head doctor. Like I kind of do and head then he, stuff. He <laughs> goes to him and feels his pulse and is like, he's still alive. And I was like, you could have done that. Like, that's not this, a hard thing to do. You had hours. <laughs> I don't know what this ensign's full name is, but they say at one point is Ben. Okay. And I was like, is that Benjamin Cisco? Benjamin Cisco. <gasps> oh. I think he is. Isn't he black? <laughs> Yeah, I he think is. he is. <laughs> yeah, I can. Okay, so new canon. This is Benjamin Cisco. Last minute, Picard checks his pulse. He gets, you know, he gets resuscitated. They actually have to like transfer him to a different thing. Did they put this him in stasis? Because he's like, he's really, he's been right. concussed for hours, and Troy did right. nothing to help him. Yeah, he wakes yeah. up, and, uh, and they're like, Benjamin, you're okay. And he's like, Where? What happened? They explain to him. He's like. So she just she didn't even touch me for hours. No, no, no. yeah, I don't want to be on the ship <laughs> yeah, anymore. I'm transferring. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> this this I'm is transferring. actually this is actually why he's mad at Picard. Is he's yeah. like you? He left me down there unconscious for like a day. What the fuck? Well, Troy was with you. I guess he probably thought that she would do something. She didn't. She didn't do anything. She, she is a doctor. Anything. <laughs> just a brain doctor not brain. a brain doctor but like an emotions doctor so she get there's no brains nothing like that oh my gosh uh that's very funny um so is this is this worth watching for the holodeck content everyone i actually think so yes me too you know what i think it is as well this is one I of the it, yeah yes okay. i'm not gonna say anything else but interesting yeah <laughs> Um, so what what do you guys like about this episode? The goo monster is scary as fuck, man. Like I, actually kind of disturbing. I used to think it sucked, yeah. but now I think it's awesome. You used to think it sucked? Yeah. I I you know, for a lot of things, my you know, it's like in my earliest youth, I thought Armus was super scary and creepy. And then at some point in like my mid-range, my like 
teens into early adulthood, I was like, this sucks. Like they could have done a better job. And now I'm just like, this is, this rules. <laughs> it's a guy in a trash bag covered in that's, and that's the thing is, is yeah. there's like if they did this today, there'd be so much. It'd still be weird, goopy black stuff, but there'd be so much definition to like his face. Maybe he doesn't have a face, but there'd be so much definition to everything else. And in this, they're just like, nah, man, it's a trash bag. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> and there's a light here, they, so it shines a certain way. <laughs> I love that they reuse like. He comes out of the liquid like 10 times throughout this whole episode. And the first time you're like, holy yo, this is wild. And then by the third time, the music's like, and you're like, okay, yeah, we've seen it. We've saw it. Just just get him out. (laughs) Get him out of of there already. (laughs) I think the, uh, the aliens in, okay, in Discovery, there's the alien race on Saru's planet. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The, yeah, the, with the the hunters, the black goopy. Yeah, yeah. It reminds I, whenever I saw that the first time, I th- I was like, is this like the Armist species? Is this the same? Because it it felt to me very evocative of Armist yeah. in this episode. I mean, uh, I feel like if they were to if they wanted to do the whole like bad guy thing again, they should just go back to that guy. Don't make a new bag. Just make like. Just do the skin of evil thing because that guy's yep. kind of cool. Right. I like him. And they just left him on the planet. They just left I, him there. I thought, yo, when they were like, let's get out of here. And then they they fired torpedoes at it. It was like, did they just fucking annihilate that guy? <laughs> and then they say it. like, no, we just need to um, destroy the thing so he can't get off. We're just going to leave him there, not kill him. And we'll leave a little message saying, don't come here. But it's not right. going to be really specific. But it's not a message. They left one guy in a shuttle that has to like. Yeah, like they. <laughs> that's why they've got it. Six thousand people gets switched out every six months, <laughs> or one thousand like people. A, they just a like museum. Uh, what's his name? Curator. A curator. The yeah. Curator. A like, it, it is the exact. It is the booby trap method, right? They blew up yeah. the thing, and they're like, "Okay," and then we'll just have a guy here, and that should take care of it. <laughs> That I just and that guy, of course, communi- he like gets really bored because he's the only person on the shuttlecraft orbiting. The I like planet. to so imagine. Like, I like to imagine whoever was on the shuttle for Booby Trap was like, "All right, you're back. You're back on Earth. Like you did your six months uh, there. We're gonna send you off on another thing." He's like, "Oh, thank God! I just, I could not be by myself any longer. And where am I going next? Well, you're gonna go to the shuttle that's like right outside this planet. You're gonna warn people not to." Yeah, I think was, this, probably an, know was this an Enterprise thing? Did Enterprise do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Picard. Picard. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> he would become friends with Armis. Is what he would do. He's like, he would, straight I'm up. just gonna go down there every once in a while and just talk to him. <laughs> that would be like if if they were gonna expand the Star Trek universe universe to make like genre movies. My first pitch would be like, all right, it's like Alien. But it's a crew of people guarding the planet, and Armistice somehow finds a way to get off the planet and just like re- wreaks havoc on these guys that are like guarding his or crazy planet. It's like Moon with Sam Rockwell, but it's just <laughs> this guy by himself in the shuttle. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I like that. It's really good. Um, so, right at the beginning, when uh, Tashiar is talking to Worf, and they kind of do this little like, ooh, Tasha, Tasha and Worf kind of flirting a little bit. I love that uh, she's like, Worf's like, who are you fighting? 
and in this tournament, this martial arts tournament that she's going to be in. And she's like, Swenson, I think is the guy's name. I'm fighting Swenson. <laughs> and Worf is like, you'll beat the shit out of that gonna guy. You're going to fucking kill You're him. You're going to fuck that guy up. <laughs> He's just like so chill about it. He's like, yeah, you'll, you'll beat the shit out of him. No problem. I think it's such a sweet, sweet, sweet moment where she's, yeah. she's like, wait, you think I'm going to win? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And she's like, <laughs> Of course. Have you she seen like, Swenson? She, she all but like does the like <laughs> arm punch thing. Yeah. Like, oh, or thank you. <laughs> it's just really, it really, really wonderful. And then in that moment, you know, knowing that ta- this is Tasha's last episode, I'm like, oh, why 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 don't we get more of this? Oh, I know. <laughs> that's that's when you know so they're gonna die. It's like, oh, you've you feel for a character now they're gonna kill him. Yeah, this no is doubt. almost like Discovery being like, Hey, right. you remember <sighs> this character that's been in the background the whole time? This is their entire life story. Here's an <laughs> and now episode and now we're gonna kill him. <laughs> but what I do appreciate about this episode, and I'm curious what you guys feel about it, is that Tasha just gets clocked and dies. Yeah. Straight up. And so there's quickly. A, she's basically redshirted. Yeah. And yes, like I feel like now whenever there's death on television, it's such a big deal, especially on Discovery. Like it's such yeah. a huge thing. And then a person gets resurrected like every single time. So you're yeah. trying to get an emotional payoff both ways. And then this yeah. one is just like, no, it's like a stupid away mission freak accident thing. And yeah. When they were just like, I'm going to go past you. And the guy's like, I'm going to kill you. You're dead. I yeah. mean, how often does that happen of, all the time? They have, the they have the, they, I mean, they have the ending, which we'll talk about. So they do like give it some weight and then they have the, the conversation briefly after they beam back about like, she wasn't, she didn't have her phaser out. She literally just went around and I was like, this kind of feels like one of those like meetings where like somebody, I don't know, it almost felt like a cop meeting where they're like, nah, there was no wrongdoing <laughs> here. They didn't have their phaser out. Yeah. They were just trying to guy. go around the situation. <laughs> and if and if there were like a Federation union, they'd be like, okay, so we're going to have to change some things. All right. So whenever you see a goo, <laughs> do not. Do Walk not. around it unless you have your phaser drawn. Okay, you just need pull to your have, phaser. Pull your phaser out. Okay, you do not. Have you heard do of Tasha not. Yar? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's uh, like a poster of her. Oh God, yeah. I love. I love at the beginning when they first come down. First of all, I love these sets, and I miss them a lot with the studio the, sets. Like the beautiful gradient backdrop. Yeah, the this studio is like, sets. This is like still obviously season one of TNG, so there's still like almost original series feeling to it. I love it. I love it so much. It's absolutely, but I love, it's like the highest, like the most budget high school theater program in right. the county <laughs> yeah. level of lighting. So it's like, it's good, but yeah, still but some, a high school but like, theater department. Right, but like right, yeah. four or five guys got paid just enough to have a studio apartment and in, in, uh, in like North Hollywood to do this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I love the way the goo, when they first see the goo, they're like, oh, what's this? And then yeah. they try to walk around it. And then there's the kind of shitty, like, I don't know if it was a computer generated thing or whatever it was. It kind of moves. But I love, because it holds on one shot. I love watching them go back and forth and back. One, one of my favorite parts of this episode was they go the first time. And then Tasha Yar goes, like, um, let's try the other way. And I wanted to be and like, the other way is. Yeah, it followed you the first time. It's probably not going to let you go the, the other way. <laughs> But I love that the other way is just walking like 
three <laughs> yards to the left. It's not like another way. It's just no. to the left. And they it's charming down onto the planet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. They couldn't beam closer to the shuttle. Absolutely. Be- Why couldn't they do that? Because they I'm trying to remember. Couldn't. Was Why there... couldn't they be just beam around? I think because there was the 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 force field, the around the, like oh. the energy field that it was it was emitting wouldn't let anyone uh, to beam out. So I'm guessing you couldn't beam in. Yep. Gotcha. But I thought about that too, and that reminds me another like amazing acting thing about this this episode was when they all beamed down. The only person with their tricorder out was uh, Gates McFadden. Was uh, uh, the Everybody. doctor? Yeah, Beverly yeah. and everyone else like beam down without anything in their hands, and then they get down there and everyone like looks around and then immediately pulls out their tricorders. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> how come Beverly was the only one to have her tricorder out when they beamed down? Everyone else was like, oh fuck yeah, I forgot to do that. I better. Yeah, what it, what it was though is she's still the only one who's doing something with a tricorder. Yeah. everybody else is just like, I don't have anything to do, so they did what we do. They just compulsively pulled out the tricorder and start checking their Twitter feeds. So what's going just, on with the yeah. Enterprise right what's now? Going on the- what do you? And I, I, Crusher's like, uh, I, it's this way. Oh, right, right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I, I like to imagine that's what people do on the Enterprise when they're just walking around. They pull out their tricorder and they're like, "It's like the cell phone, you know." Let's see what sense sensing around here, and they just like scan random shit. And they're like, "It's like the cell phone, like cool, when you're cool, in an cool, elevator cool. and everyone's kind of like standing there and no one knows what to do. Everyone pulls yeah. out their cell phone, but instead they just pull out their tricorder and they're like, hmm, mm. it's working.' Yeah, are you scanning me? <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm scanning the. Bolt head. I'm scanning the bolt head. <laughs> I'm running a level two diagnostic on the. On I'm getting the used to. I'm getting used to the new operating system. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good, isn't it? It's pretty snappy. Yeah. It threw me it's off. Snappy. Threw me off at first because I hated to, it at first. You used to press this button it. to get into the main yeah. settings, no, I, and now yeah. you have to press this button. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I feel like is, is it just is it just in my head? But like, I feel like I have to charge the tricorder more often. Do Absolutely, tri- no yeah. ways. Yeah, the battery drains like, so. I used to be quickly. able to get like two or three days out of this thing. Now I got to plug it in every night. <laughs> I know every night, and it's like <laughs> it's like they're making them to break. Can I borrow somebody else's tricorder? No, because all they have no. their own settings on everything. God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't replace Aesop's the battery up, either. Brings up a pretty good uh, a question that I think we should think about briefly. Do you guys think she said? Do you guys think it's a statement on the major oil spills of the time? This like oil slick thing. Oh, okay. So when did Exxon Mobil? That sounds like it was around that time, right? I don't know because I was born in 1990. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. All right, young, in, young. Okay, so Exxon, you're in the elder statement states. When I was yeah, I was I was born in '87, so I was a year old when this came out. Um, <laughs> you clearly remember it. Exxon Valdez. I remember it well. Exxon Valdez oil spill was March 24th, 1989. So obviously there were other oil spills. Oil spill. it's, that yeah. wasn't the first yeah. oil spill in history, but that's the big one when we think about it. Um, I really do. I want to think about that though, because I do remember associating it with oil as a kid. It looks um, like oil. It, it looks like does. oil, and they yeah. call it a slick. They do call yeah. it a slick. Yeah, that is interesting to look at it through that lens, though, because it is this like you can make a case that it's this pure like evil substance, right? Right. And like the way that oil has kind of like taken over the world in terms of like greed and. And the environment, it, 
yeah, you could definitely make a good case that you know Armistice is just like or whatever the fuck Armistice. the guy's name Armistice. is. Like, Armistice, sorry, is uh, yeah, like a metaphor for like oil or oil industries. And, and it's like, why does it kill Tasha? Just because it felt like it, like it, and it didn't make it feel any better, right? Like it's like I just right. I just did it because I thought it would be fun. Was it fun? No, no. But I did it. I just wanted <laughs> it to be fun. But did it? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, it's an interesting um, correlation. Like that happened in March. This came out like, and there the was before. oil spills beforehand. I just don't necessarily see as much like uh, correlation between the two. Like I don't see it being like. No. I don't know. Like, if, if it's we, more like this, like evil child, right? That like doesn't really know how to deal with itself and is just really angry. So I don't necessarily see how that can correspond to like the oil spills. I definitely think that you could a hundred percent write a paper about it. I could. I could make you, a pretty good case. You could totally do that. <laughs> yeah, and I you think could like, make it work. I think maybe subconsciously, uh, like in the creature's design, that sort of. Uh, oil spill like evil came out even if it wasn't specifically intended um, because making an evil ass creature that looks like just oil is fucking terrifying and uh, yeah it's kind of like a pre T1000 T1000 too the way it moves and it comes yeah. out and obviously yeah. they didn't have the tech to do anything much more complicated but it's like yeah it's creepy and it gave me some fun. um some uh, swamp thing uh, vibes. Mm. Yeah, really like digging the like nineteen sixties horror stuff. We got the right. psycho writer. <laughs> we got the swamp thing. Up. Yeah. aesthetic. It d- it did feel like an older episode of Star Trek, and mm-hmm. I know the whole first season is a little like more original series, but I think that's why I liked it so much. Is it felt like a little bit of a change of pace from everything, and it was just very simple, and it was just like. This thing is pure evil, and then Picard goes down and is like, I'm going to fucking do this shit, and tries to reason with him. And I, I thought the the dialogue between them, when he's, like, asking him about, like, what happened, why he's so mad, and, like, uh, try at least attempting to try to understand and, like, uh, get somewhere and some sort of healing with the creature was cool. And then he just kind of dips out and is like, not doing any of that shit, dude. You're staying here. See ya. I tried, bro. <laughs> and then just like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I actually do think it's a, a pretty great example of Star Trek episode of exhausting the options and trying to build mm-hmm. a bridge with something, trying to connect yeah. with the creature. Right. This mm-hmm. thing's just killed your best, like what your security officer and a good friend. You still, you can't just kill it. You still yeah. have to find a way to make this work. <laughs> That's, Real quick, yeah. let's let's give a shout out to Mart McChesney. Yeah. Hey. He was Armis. That's a hell Ooh. of a name, by the way. Mark McChesney. M&M. Mart McChesney. Yeah, kind of tragically passed away at 44. So, so it's not Matthew McConaughey? It's not Matthew McConaughey. It's not McConaughey. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, really great voice work. Um, mm-hmm. And... Like, Spooky as hell. You feel the childishness and you also feel the malice and yeah, yeah, the sadness. Really good yeah. work. Um, there's this moment uh, to like, it, it reminded me when you were talking about the head of security, there's this moment after Tasha Yard dies where they're all in the meeting 
and Picard goes like, Worf, you're now head of, you're acting head of security or whatever. And then everyone, and then they like go through the whole thing and then they go like, let's put an away team together. And they like get the away team together. And then Riker goes yes. like, Worf, you coming? And then Worf like looks at Picard and goes like, oh, I probably shouldn't. I really want to go kick this thing's ass. But yeah, yeah. You just made me like a supervisor. Guys, you go ahead without me. I can, I can deal with it from up here. Like, and then he looks yeah. back at Picard like, did I make the right move? <laughs> Because like <laughs> you could yeah. totally you could sense the anxiety in Worf who's like Worf you want to come and he's like oh man I really want to fuck that thing up Picard's looking at me <laughs> and I you know, know the right he, thing like, to do is good friend with Yar he probably would love to 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 fuck get it revenge up. but yeah. I think the way he justifies it like he finally gets to it he's like if if it gets real bad oh Something I could up. shoot some fucking torpedoes in that motherfucker <laughs> like I could do that for him up here you know, like, he's like I can handle yeah, it from it the tactical dead. station. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, in his head, he went through all the scenarios and was like, I could punch its fucking face in. Oh, shit. Or I could just blow it to hell. I could just face I better just love, definitely the better look of approval that I, Michael Dorn does a great job in this moment because I love like the look of approval that he looks towards Picard and is like, did I make the right choice as like <laughs> the head of security? Because like, I really want to take this seriously. Like, I want to be head of security. Did I do that right? And Picard kind of gives him this like, yeah, good job. Like you did the right thing here. Yeah. You probably shouldn't go down. Like <laughs> I made a good choice. Turns out you're very mature. Uh, I, I uh, want to just spotlight incredible. a character here. Yep. And it's it's Lieutenant Commander Lynch, <laughs> chief engineer of the oh. Enterprise. <laughs> and I, I always forget about this guy. But I didn't even know he existed. I don't even know who he was. He's he's the chief engineer of the Enterprise. And I can't I don't understand why. They had a guy be a chief engineer and not like a main character. Right. <laughs> and I think they finally did figure out it's like we should just make Jordy or did something chief. Sure. It's way more interesting. <laughs> well, he's... to be fair, Discovery kind of does it for a while too. They don't really have a chief engineer. They have Stamets, who's like in science and stuff. And then they kind of bring Tig on and she like kind of fills the role of chief engineer. But they never really have like that chief engineer until they get like the the trio of like Tilly and the team. And them. But yeah, yeah it, this guy, like, why does he feel the need to say his full name every time he calls to Picard? I feel like I liked it. he would work <laughs> a lot faster that, if he didn't. I like to think he just knows that everyone forgets his name and nobody knows who he is. Everybody walks up and is like, hi, my name's Tasha Yar. And he's like, we've met, we've met multiple times. We've had a lot of meetings together. This is my name. This is my name. So he's like taking it upon himself to introduce himself with his full name every single time to make sure nobody forgets who he is. I'm just thinking of like all the meetings in the ready room that Picard's had. He's like, uh, is everybody here? He just like looks around. He's like, I think so. Okay, so let's just go ahead and get started. And then, like, and then, like later, Lynch is like, "Hey, so um, a lot of power was diverted from the warp engines to impulse." Can you anybody? Were, weren't you at the it? meeting where we decided? What on meeting? That? <laughs> no, we had a we had a head of head of departments meeting in the ready room. In the ready room, three hundred. I did not yeah. get that message. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lieutenant Command. I am the chief engineer. <laughs> well, Jordy, Jordy was there. And Jordy, Jordy, Jordy was my the lieutenant. <laughs> Jordy. <laughs> Jordy's like I just imagined. I just like to imagine during this whole situation, Jordy's sitting there at the helm, flying the ship, and he's just hearing all this stuff happening. He's like, 
Motherfucker, I could have fin- I could have figured this shit. I could have I could have changed that fucking warp core out already. <laughs> What's taking you so long? And, <laughs> and I don't think I there's like think- an episode where we see Jordy get the promotion. I, yeah, to my recollection. He just, so well, he's I got a red. Like, he's he's got command on. Yeah, during yeah. this like first season. I wonder if it's he so just weird. like at one day he walks into Picard's office like, Captain. <laughs> I hate that I have to do this, but I think I would. I think we need a new chief engineer, and here are the reasons why I would be the best person to do it. Before he goes in, like, before he goes into to Picard, he's like in his quarters, and he's like, Jordy, you always wanted to be a starship captain, but god damn it, the ship could be humming a lot better, and you know how to work on this ship. I know you want to be a starship captain. I know you do. That's why you chose the command route, but you really should just go into operations because this ship needs you. <laughs> I like to think that they don't even they don't even know that this guy exists. Basically, yeah. like they just hire Jordy, and he's like he, he chief engineer. And then the guy walks in and is like, "This is the meeting, right?" He doesn't say this is the meeting. He just walks in and tries to take a seat. And Picard's like, "Oh no, we don't need any help right now. We're good, thanks." And he's like, "Sorry, what?" And he's like, "We don't need any food or anything. We're good. You can go." And he's like, "No, I'm the chief engineer." And they're like, "No, that's Jordy." Yeah, that's Jordy. It's Jordy now. This is like this guy's nightmare. This is his fucking nightmare. <laughs> you know who I am, right? Name. You know who I am. Like, I worked my Sorry? ass off to become chief engineer on the flagship ship. Like, and this is all just, just an elaborate like, ruse by the ever, senior staff. Jordy like pulls off his visor to just to like rub his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> And then this guy ends up being like chief engineer on some smaller ship somewhere. Yeah. And like he thrives. He does, he does an amazing great. job. Like he's that he's that <laughs> uh epitome of like middle management where like you reach a certain point, they promote you above that, and then they realize you probably can't handle that anymore. So they put you back down and you just like that's where you go yeah. the rest but of he, your career. Like he has a mental breakdown first because yeah. this whole situation on the Enterprise <laughs> really fucked with him. Was this this really like fucked up elaborate ruse by the senior staff because they hated this guy? They didn't want to fire him, so they just pretended that he <laughs> didn't <not> exist. <laughs> hey, honey, how was how was serving on the Star Trek uh, Star Starship Enterprise? I don't. What's my I, name? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I honestly it's like, oh, but it's the opportunity of a light. It's the flagship of the. I he don't walks in the front. Want he walks in the front door. She's like, hey, she's like, hey, honey, how did how did it go? He's like, you, you see me? You see me? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you're my husband. What's my name? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I do exist. I'm just I imagine. do exist. He's trying to like <laughs> schedule before he does. He transfers and stuff. Like he tries to schedule an appointment with Troy. He's like, I gotta talk to somebody about this because I'm going crazy. But she keeps canceling the appointments. Like, hey, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just not feeling great this week. Maybe we can reschedule. He walks into her office and Jordy's sitting there and he's like, I, we were supposed to have a, God damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Picard! He does like the classic, Picard, God damn Picard. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real though, like, the, the pace at which he works and the way this is shot and edited and directed, he's he like, not oh, yeah, good I'm, job. I'm moving the dilithium crystals. And Picard's like, is it done? Have you <laughs> Any done day it? now, man. Because- like, I guess I can do it manually. <laughs> I guess I'll do it manually. It's like, yeah, yeah do it, dude. Do like, it. why weren't you doing it manually before? <laughs> like, I can see like Picard later having a talk. It's like, okay, so unless, and I, I it's going to sound really petty, but 
when I was the commander of the Stargazer, we always had dilithium crystals charged on the side in case we need to do a hot swap. I don't I don't want to micromanage you right now, but it, that worked really well on the Stargazer. And I just I don't know if there was some like a miscommunication, but like we always need to have those ready. So he's like, I understand, I completely understand. It's complicated because, um, you know, like Ensign. I don't want like, excuses. I, I, don't, I don't want excuses. I don't hear Just it. please do get it done. <laughs> um, uh, we, we, we're, we're quickly starting to run out of time. And there of is course. one other thing out of the holodeck that I do want to bring up. And that's yes. when they're down on the planet and Riker gets grabbed. And mm. he has this moment where he's like, he's like clawing at the ground and he's like, Data, they have me. I, <laughs> and I wanted to be like, Riker, everyone knows everyone. what's going on. <laughs> I get that you're scared, but everyone sees what's going on. Like, <laughs> he's, seen, like he's seen Data in action. He's seen him ro- robot around. <laughs> it reminds me of that moment in Robin Hood Men in Tights, uh, speaking of 90s uh, comedies, where little John falls into that little creek yeah. and is like, I'm drowning. <laughs> and Riker's like, they got me. They're getting me. <laughs> uh, props to Jonathan Frakes for doing that stunt. Apparently, he hated doing it. And LeVar Burton was like, I would not have done that, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love when they pull him out. He's, he's just covered like, in all that shit. Bleh. And it's all over his face. And he's just like, like you could see how frustrated yeah, they he is. Easily could have used a body double for that. Frakes did, but then not they, have to the, do that. They cut back to him, and like the little surrounding part around his eyes, like his face, is totally clean now. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, I just get it get off of my face. And Joe's just like, um, pretty good. I think we're gonna want a third one for coverage. <laughs> and Jonathan's like, no. Grabs his no. mini little backpack and walks out. He's like, nerd. <laughs> You fucking loser. <laughs> and it's it's really quiet on the set. But you hear the <laughs> he But the out. sand the sand is is grabbing on to oh, the soaky yeah. stuff also. It's awful. <laughs> oh god. He actually uh, ends up leaving love, after everybody because he takes forever for him to, to shower off. To get all that shit off. I also love that um Armus calls uh Data Tin, tin Man. Tin yeah. Man. Hey there, Tin Man. And I was like, that's an, an odd Earth reference. A weird reference, right? Like <laughs> A weird Earth reference know? that you know. Right. Maybe he was human. Uh, and then he came. We spent a lot of time on but bits, but I do just want to just throw in there. This is actually a really good Troy episode. They're very rare, but she's actually mm-hmm. really good when she talks to Armis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unironically, just it's really good stuff. And mm-hmm. would love to have seen her get to do more stuff like this. Yeah, uh, where she's just trying to figure out this creature, where she's an actual uh, like counselor, therapist, counselor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I love that they never bring her in for shit like this. Where like, if there's a creature, Picard's like, "I got it. I'll take care of it." And he's trying to like talk to him, and it's like, "You have a count. You have somebody who can feel emotions and is a trained counselor. <laughs> have that person do their job." He he literally he treats her like a weather app. He's like, so what's the emotion like down there? Hot. <laughs> it's like okay, I'll just cool. go and I'll be ready for that. Thank you. Wait, thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> grab a jacket real quick. I'll be right down. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's sad. Thank you. Okay, 
Appreciate it. Cool, cool. Sounds good. This Sounds is good. a this is an interesting thing you wrote in the trivia, Jan. The writing this episode was influenced by Natasha Yar's actress, uh, Denise Crosby, requesting to be released from the series because she had become disappointed by how little Yar was developed in the first season. Um, and then there's some more more on it later, but I just love that part of it. So they're like, cool. So in your last episode, we're going to develop your character a little yeah. bit more, and then we're going to kick you off the season. <laughs> I know it's like, oh, this is exactly what I would wanted. This you is what to I do. wanted. Can I? Like, can we just maybe just bring you back just, to like? No, like no, you want don't it kill off, me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Freaking, oh my god! Was that Commander Lynch? Story. I was always, I was always bummed because I don't remember watching this episode in my watch through for some reason. I must have fallen asleep, but I remember seeing Tosh Yar and being like, Tosh Yar is super fucking cool, and then yeah. She was just gone, and I was like, "What? What the What the fuck? Where did that character go?" Yeah, I think the, all I the writers were—they uh, didn't know how to write a cool lady, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Is she like? Wow, if we make her too cool, people will think she's a lesbian or something." You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I really yeah. do think that because they—they went out of their way to have her have sex with Data in the second or third episode of the series, right? Yeah. You're like, we need to make sure that everybody knows that she is straight, even though she has short hair and she can kick butt. <laughs> we need to make sure everyone knows that. She's straight for robots. <laughs> um, I also love that uh Frakes liked how weird and risky the scripts were in season so, one. Uh I just the the person in my head that is Jonathan Frakes keeps getting we wilder and wilder. <laughs> yeah. And this just adds to that weird like <laughs> brain cannon <laughs> in my head of he just loved weird, risky shit. And he's like, let's do it. Well, let's, yeah. <laughs> let's think about, okay, so Psycho was like what, mid-60s, late 60s? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was like about 20 years before this. So would the equivalent of this be like if somebody, if for Picard season two, they got like the writer of the ring to write an episode, <laughs> you know, like, so, like what a horror writer of something, you know, or like, that would be wild. Um, That'd be sweet. You don't see stuff like that anymore of just to sort of like, yeah, you know, freelance see like, Hey, let's see what your take is on, on, on Star Trek episode. Um, yeah. Well, he also wrote the remake too. that guy. I think he probably was just credited because the remake is a shot is a, it, it's a one to one remake. It's the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Gotcha. Uh, cool. Very was there glad. any more trivia that was interesting? I think that was it. Um, it's the first time in Star Trek history that a main character dies and isn't brought back to life in the episode. Really? Wow. Yeah. The first time ever. This, ever. this, whole, this whole moment just in ever. the med bay, I was like, man, I kind of love how, like, not melodramatic they're making this even though there is this whole moment uh where uh um crusher dr crusher's like no try it again no do it again no do it again like she's going through this this thing that like you see in a lot of tv shows where the doctor's like we can't lose this patient like yeah but Mm -hmm. she's not doing it very melodramatically She's not like breaking down she's not yelling she's she's like being very professional about it and then uh Picard, Riker, and I think who else is there? I don't Data? remember who else is there. Maybe Data are all watching this happen. And Picard walks over, turns his back, and like kind of looks at everybody, and then like turns back around. And is like, "Well, did you save her?" And I'm like, "Picard, <laughs> yeah. were you watching this whole thing happen? Like, <laughs> what? What just? Come it's on, like what did you miss, dude?" 
um, I, I kind of get this. I, I got the vibe of like he's seen this kind of thing before when she's like, uh, uh, increase by 200 microns. He's like, yeah, okay, this. I've, I've seen this before. Work. This, yeah, fucking <laughs> hey, are we done? Because she's ordered microns. Is she There's dead? no Dying. way she's dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to prove anything. But I, like, yeah. But like, if this, if this was question. Discovery, you'd have like them making Michael Burnham cry. They'd have every, like the shots would be going crazy. Minds. People would be yelling like. Yeah, Stevens would be like. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Tilly would be like, "What if we?" And she would like do a, a techno babbly thing, and, and yeah, would somehow find a way to bring her back to. It's like, uh, okay, I'm Just starting like, to uh, discovery starting to have a very warm place in my heart now that we've kind of pinned down the thing <laughs> that's fun to make fun of it for. Because every Star Trek for me, there's something that you can rag on in like a very loving, <clears throat> excuse me, loving like fun way absolutely and discoveries is definitely like michael burnham is the action hero of the universe and everyone's crying all, all the, time. the time right it's a very emotional ship yeah they just kind of let it out immediately and then they move forward <laughs> they discovered their emotions yeah <laughs> they're very in touch with themselves they Extremely they put all of the like heavily emotional people on one ship because yeah. like they were all on other ships they're like this guy is just crying all the time and we can't handle it's like the opposite of the Vulcan of the all Vulcan ship like there's the all Vulcan ship over here there's discovery over here and never shall they two meet um, um, do you guys so, want to take a right. peek inside the the archives let's do it yes please yeah. let's do it accessing Starfleet archives simulating you may now enter the holodeck. Hey, oh. Uh, hi, Lopek. Why oh. did you? Why did you just throw this belt down on the table? This yeah, uh, what does champions that say? belt for the Enterprise D Martial Arts Tournament. It they says champions belt? belt for the Enterprise uh, D. Yeah, well, okay. Technically, there was no belt as a victory belt, but uh, I had one replicated uh, because I am the champion. Of the martial arts tournament on the Enterprise D. Well, I, first makes, of all, congratulations! Thank uh, you. Totally. Yeah. But that seems a little uh, arrogant that they they wouldn't give you something, so you made it yourself, so that you could kind of show off to all the people oh. who lost. Oh, um, I am just trying to do the human practice of celebrating one's victories. Is this not You'd, appropriate? Or no, no. I mean that. You, you you actually nailed being a little arrogant, so good job yeah. with that one. Because it's likely that, to, yeah, it's likely that I was not going to win. Why is that? I mean, yeah, I was going to say, weren't you supposed to play your qualifying match against Tasha Yar, and then, you know, rest in peace, she died. And we all know, out of all the practice bouts that you guys have had together, that she's... She whipped your never, ass. Never beat her. Sorry, I didn't mean to be so mean, but... No, no. I don't know how she reverse engineered a Vulcan pinch, but she she did, and I I I could not finish a single round against her without her defeating me. So as yes, as Lieutenant Worf said, uh, she certainly was favored in the pool. But again, ever since the fortuitous passing, no wait, is that appropriate to say? 
um, ever since she passed, <laughs> I was yeah. able to just leverage my triple strength and fly through the tournament without any trouble. So because of the unfortunate incident, you uh, you won. Yes. I mean, it, it was unfortunate for some people. It, it was very fortunate. I I do not feel, so I cannot feel guilt or happiness or joy. So yes, oh. I can acknowledge that I benefited from Tasha's death, but I also do not, if I had the choice between her dying and me winning or mm-hmm. her living and me not winning, Yes, I th- I do believe I would choose her to live, just because yeah. you know you, you Lopec, If anyone asks that, that's the answer. That that's, you should, yes. Is that what I should say? She should yes. have lived. It is yes. a yes. nice belt, though. I will say. Yes, I but int- you replicated that belt, so you yeah. could have replicated it even if you lost. I mean, I've got one. I replicated one also, just in case I wanted to join, but also just to sell. Pert, would that have for when le- you won? Would that have been ethical, considering that you were, I'm pretty sure, the one behind the pool? Well, I mean, what is ethics, really, right? Like, you, everyone has their own code of ethics, and my code of ethics is in, I was behind the pool, yes, but it wasn't get, supposed to get so big, because the pool, the pool behind the tournament was just supposed to be between a few people, and then, you know... Worf kicked in the door to our betting pool and was like, "I want in," and he threw a bunch of a bunch of these gold coins down that we'd never seen before. So we let him in, and it kind of feel bad for for him though because he bet everything on Tasha Yar. He kind of lost. He bet his apartment, like his quarters, on Tasha, and me. I like I couldn't. I couldn't just say I couldn't let him take the bet away because he already bet. You know, my credibility would have been completely no, shattered. Yeah, you, you you're running a very good book, especially for Federation ship. It's, it's unheard of that one is that. Effective. I mean, I bet I bet the fact that uh, that uh, Worf got in on it probably made it made everyone else feel like they were okay yeah. to bet on it, right? Everyone hopped in, yeah, immediately. And a lot of people lost a lot of money because the majority of the people bet on Tasha Yar. I personally happened to throw all my money at Lil Peck. Um, I didn't yeah. bet. <laughs> Wait, did Wait, you, you know that this was going to happen, Pert? I mean, I didn't know, but I'm going to tell you guys something and you can't really tell anyone else. I've been to that planet before, and that fucking thing, I can't remember what his name is, or his name is, yeah, killed one of my friends. Did he kill one of your friends? I I tried to warn him. I I told Captain Picard, I said, hey, man, there's a thing down there that's going to fuck with us, and he's classic Picard. Picard doesn't listen to Lower Decks. Yeah, Picard doesn't listen to Lower Decks. He put the blinders on. Great guy, just doesn't listen to Lower Decks. Yeah. So I had a feeling somebody was going to die. Just didn't know it was going to be Tasha. I'm sorry, Pert. I, I'm still trying to get over the fact that you knew Armis. Yeah. I've actually, hey, I've actually got a little piece of him right here. Hold on. You mean a piece of Armis? <laughs> you mean a piece of Yaris? Yo, guy. check it out. I, oh, cut off gross. A, I cut off a little piece of him, you and cu- I got him in this little jar. How did you cut off a piece of him? He takes these huge naps. I also told that to Picard also. He takes these huge naps. You mean when his energy I, levels reduce? Yes. 
uh, and I, I said, you can sneak around him when he takes the big naps. And Picardo is just blinders on. Thank you for your suggestion. And, yeah. and he was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, I got a little piece of him. He screams every now and then. It's pretty terrifying. Why, why would you? I just, we literally why torpedoed would that, that yeah. shuttle to make sure that he would get out that planet. I don't understand. How did you get that without beaming down on the planet? Why do you have it here? I, I got it when my friend died. It was before. Oh, I've had this with me for a long oh, time. Okay. I didn't go down and get it when they torpedoed the thing. I've just had it for a while. But wait, if that, if Kurt, that were are you the, the reason ground. why he's stuck there? I'm not going to divulge any more information on this specific uh, instance. Uh, but I will say he was a nice guy when I knew him. <laughs> Armus was... Well, how long... Okay. You know, I, I can't I, even... I cannot did you guys either. get invited to Tasha Yar's funeral? No. I, I, Definitely not. I was not invited at all. Were you invited, no. Tom? Yeah, and it was weird. I don't understand why I was invited and why I was even there because she didn't even say anything oh, you to me. Went. She's, she said something to everyone else. And I was just kind of standing there next to Picard and kind of behind Data because, you know, well, I don't she didn't really context. say anything to me. I don't have any context, Tom. What do you mean she said something? Yeah, she said something like everyone who went. Mm-hmm. There was like you know basically senior staff. She said something about everybody who was there, like a what holographic. she thought about them, and kind of just like I thanks thanks for being my friend. Like right. you you taught me this, you did that, and then uh, it ended and people left, and I was kind of just stuck there. And she didn't say anything. I don't know why they invited me. Uh, well, did they did, uh, explicitly invite you? Did they say Tasha I was, wants you to come to? I was walking through the halls uh, on my way to Holodeck 3 mm-hmm. because that's where I had time in hol- in the Holodecks at the time. And uh-huh. senior staff kind of, we like merged into the same hallway. So and they I were already like, on the way to the Holodeck. Yeah. And I gave like the, hey, how's it going? And th- they were like, hey, how's And I was like, where are you guys, where are you guys off to? They're like, oh, we're going to Tasha Yar's funeral. Right. And I was like, oh, where is it at? And they're like, Holodeck 3. I was like, oh, I'm going to Holodeck 3. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And then they didn't really say anything else, and then we all kind of like piled in, and it just doesn't really sound like you were invited, Tom. It, just, it sounds like they were going to use the holodeck to run yeah. the program. Yeah, but see, I had the holodeck reserved for my leisure time. I have a question for you. How, like, in terms of like the spacing and wh- how close to you, how close to everyone were you? <laughs> um, Data was like. <laughs> I'm imagining it was standing I, right in front of me, like because <laughs> I'm imagining a line, like a straight line. Everybody's really close to each other, and uh-huh. you're like on one of the ends. That's data was standing. Data was standing right in front of me. Yeah, like no personal space. You know how data doesn't understand, he doesn't personal, understand space? personal space. So he like just I was right next to Picard, and then data was just like right on top. He was like standing on my big toe. Now, when you first got in a line, were you like in a line, and then da- data just like. Stepped, stepped in front of in you. In front of you. Well, yeah, no, like it was. Everyone was walking in. Picard stood there. I was. I'm going to stand next to Picard because right. me and him have had a few good conversations, and I feel like maybe we could uh-huh, talk afterwards. Sure. And then Data just like boom, planted himself right in front of me. Right so you. you were looking right at his uh, head skin lever thing that you open up. 
Yes. To get I into just, his head. Again, I don't know why we're talking about personal space issues when why did they invite me to a funeral I just, that I had nothing to do with? Tom, I, I will be honest. It does not sound, I'm not familiar with human funereal procedure, but it doesn't sound like you were invited. It sounds like you just I, kind of walked into their funeral because you they, if anything, had a funeral during my holodeck time. Well, I mean, I, it I, seems like they may have been a little bit too polite to ask you to leave. Yeah, I mean, that kind of make that would. I guess that would make sense, especially oh, if Tasha had wanted you to be there. You would you would have known to be there. Well, was, was Wesley there? there? Yeah. Did she say something about Wesley? Yeah, she said that he was a great kid, and then and then she said that Data had childlike innocence that made him amazing. And I was like, well, what about Wesley? Wesley is a child and he is innocent. And you were standing right behind Data. Just yeah. right be- Okay. I'm just trying to think of what Tasha would even say about you, Tom. Like, I, I can't really think of anything. You guys didn't really have a relationship. You didn't even know her. All right. You know what? At least I didn't uh, replicate my own belt to show that I won a tournament that I was three times stronger than everyone else involved in it. I, are you... Whoa. That was a little uncalled for. Is that what people are for? saying? Are they saying that I only won because I'm three times stronger than everybody else? I mean, I don't I have mean, any martial I'm not arts s- training. I don't have any martial arts training. I just kind of Look, punched everybody until... I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's not what people are saying. No, I was just mad because you guys were giving me the third degree about something. Hold on, I, I want to know. Tell me honestly, like... I earned this, right? Like... Yeah, there was that guy who had me in that chokehold, but I can just hold my breath longer because I'm a Vulcan. As yeah, the, you know, his legs gave honestly, out. Honestly, they opened this up to the whole ship. Yeah. So you earned it. They just didn't think about the fact that humans probably couldn't compete against other alien yeah. races. And in my eyes, as the head of the pool, you won it fair and square. So through Thank my you, eyes, Pert. totally fair and square. Pert, what, Definitely. Where's, where's your little jar? Oh shit! Hurt? You know he's he's you know scatters off every now and then. He kind of like <laughs> he scatters. It's off. like in what a box. Mean? So you know, like if you were in a box, you could try to hop the box. He's like sometimes he tries to roll the box. So he couldn't I have gotten too far. Go he definitely Picard couldn't have gotten. Too far. I know Picard's no, 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 no. We should probably go talk to Picard. We don't this. need to say anything to Picard. He can't get far. This happened to me a few times. I'm going to go talk to Worf, and then hey. I'm going to go tell Picard. Hey, Armistice. Hey, where you at, bud? Oh, shit, he's getting into the food. Hey, Chef Cap, could you, could you, grab, could you grab that little thing that's trying to get into the strip? Tom, can you help put me put this on? Can you help me put this on? Yeah, yeah. At some point, we should probably come up with like a theme song for the archives or, or oh, something. Yeah. yeah, a little theme. Also, hey, Indiesaurus on Twitch. Hello. What's up, Indiesaurus on Twitch? What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah. So, holodeck stuff. Oh, right. The thing that the podcast is about. That this whole podcast is about. Um, This might be the coolest, most visually wild thing I've ever seen on the holodeck. Oh, yeah. The Microsoft. The uh, Windows 95 wallpaper. wallpaper, I fucking love it. And I was like, (laughs) could it just be this all the time? This like I also thought it looked kind of like the Teletubbies set. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Absolutely. It also reminded me of that one episode of, uh, I think it's Voyager, where there's like a a kids program. And it's got those weird, creepy, like tree dudes Mm -hmm. 
in it. <laughs> I can't remember that one, but it reminded me of that also. Uh, I I want to think that this is just a default. Like if the holodeck is left on, but <laughs> it's that it's a screensaver, it's a screensaver of the holodeck. Is this like who left this on? I mean, it's relaxing at least. I'll just hang out. I guess it would be nice if there was a screensaver for the holodeck. So when you walk in, it's not just yellow the lines. room. Yeah, yeah. yeah it it'd be like the Microsoft background. It, it'd, be like like the, nice. it'd be like the it'd be like the 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 square that's like bouncing around, and everyone's like, "Is it gonna hit the corner? Is it gonna hit the corner?" Hit the corner? Oh, no. damn it! Oh, no, dang it! <laughs> what would be your screen your holodeck screensaver for your own personal holodeck? Oh. I mean, I would just put have mine go to sleep. I don't want to waste. Probably be like a three D clock, so I can see what time it is. <laughs> Y'all are lame, man. What would yours be? Mine would be the Shire. It would just be you'd walk into the Shire, you just sit down and just relax. And dollar bills. Get, Nation get says three D pipes. Three <laughs> D pipes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go off of that and say three uh, uh, D bagpipes uh, oh, and. The bagpipes are playing and the music coming out of it would like wrap around itself in like a never ending like. Ooh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, I also love that when they, they do, it's on like a blue screen, mm-hmm. right? And they show the clouds and stuff. But then when they do the close-ups of individuals, it's just a blue screen. They didn't put anything <laughs> behind it because they're like, ah, it's blue sky. <laughs> and you're like, it's a blue screen. <laughs> just shooting on a blue screen. <laughs> Uh, a, a little, a little um, production fun stuff that you, you'll notice if you look really closely is how Wesley and Beverly's uniforms, the blue in them, changes. Are yeah, and they even in the remaster, you see the difference in them. And I think they were wearing different uniforms at different parts because you know for for the wide shots, the blue was in the background and the clubs that yeah, if, probably it was more like teal, like you get on uh, on uh, Deep Space Nine. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it was weird. It looked. I I saw it. I was like, "That looks weird and green." Yeah, like, yeah why is she wearing like, a green uniform? Because like I I specifically noticed in Med Bay how deep blue the the uniforms were. I was like, "Oh man, I don't remember uniforms being that deep blue." But those are cool. I like that yeah. blue. And then yeah, and then the teal happened. And I was like, are "Those different." Yeah. <laughs> I I do actually really like this whole scene though. Like oh, I yeah. feel like in I don't know newer. Trek shows or whatever, they don't even give this much time to like a funeral. They spend like 12 minutes in there. And uh, she to does me, the whole thing. To me, it, it drags a little bit. It takes a little too long uh, for stuff that doesn't seem to have as much gravity as it could. I don't know. She like spends like two or three minutes on like two people and then like really rushes through the rest of them because they were like, Whoever the writer probably was at this time was like, "Oh fuck, I I gave like four pages to like these." Two You're characters. a cool kid, Wesley. Yeah, cool kid. <laughs> Joseph Stefano, the writer of Psycho, is like, "I yeah. don't know this fucking kid character." Um, <laughs> good luck. And it tells Data that he's like a child, but there's also a child in the room. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Um, I, yeah, I, I I can feel that. It's I think it's a really so apparently Denise Crosby did it in like one take. Which is really impressive. Damn! Wow! Uh, like she just crushed it. Uh, but like uh, everybody else was really impacted by it because uh, it wasn't just a character goodbye; it was a goodbye to their friend and castmate. And Marina Sirtis yeah. had a, like they were basically the closest thing to best friends on the set. 
Mm-hmm. So her tears were genuinely. She's like, actually crying. I'm losing yeah. my best friend. So I think that's really sweet. That's such a bummer. Yeah. I do like the little like hologram dead person thing. I wish they'd bring that back. Right. Like the little, the, little, the little square also. Yeah. Where you're like, you're in the holodeck. You don't need a square to show. It could just be her. Shut the fuck. No, we just don't want anybody to come in and think that we're being weird. Like, yeah. Right, it's like it's a, it's, they wanted to make sure nobody it's walked it's in. It's a memorial. Like, oh my God, she didn't die? No, she's no, she's dead. I'd love to think they have like a room, like a a, a memorial room where they have a bunch of these squares and you can just turn people on and like hear them talk. Like the Hall of Presidents. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the Hall of Presidents, but for people who've died on Enterprise. <laughs> I'm yes. Lieutenant. It's, like, it's all. It's mostly just like I'm Ensign Jack Danvers, and <laughs> I worked in Med Bay One. This is not even their actual. They never recorded this. It, like, hey, where have you been? I got lost in that that <laughs> hall of dead people, man. It was terrifying. I couldn't find a way out. Everyone was just they got turned they on. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I did like, although I like like Dylan was saying, I did like this scene in general because I do feel like to go back to Discovery if we're doing this scene in Discovery they're in like uh, they're in like uh, the shuttle bay and like they have the Starfleet flag draped over uh, their coffin and they're about to shoot them out into space and then like all the hollow emitters that are on Discovery that we never see again until way later like (laughs) beam down Tasha Yar into like yeah, so it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, and it, it, it makes sense that a security officer would record one. Everybody else mm-hmm. is more in a safe position, but she's like, right. "I'm probably yeah. gonna die." I'm just. Gonna you think? Die. Real quick, do you think uh, a wharf took a cue yeah. from Tasha Yar and recorded one of these things? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just judges everybody though by how good of a warrior they would be. Wesley, like, you would die immediately. <laughs> But he's changing Dana. it every day. Yeah. He does a new one right before he goes to sleep every single day. <laughs> so his final one is kind of chopped up because he's like edited the things that he likes from certain days and put it all together. So it's just like kind of weird and choppy. Uh, oh, all right. There's There are a few lines in there that were like cringy, but also wonderfully campy. Like... um when y- when Yara says to Jordy, "You taught me to see anything," and I just like I just imagine Jordy mean? being like, "I get it. I'm blind." Thanks. Real quick, thanks for a reminder. <laughs> I know this isn't holodeck stuff, but I, I have to bring it up real quick. When Jordy beams down, and they're like, "Jordy, <laughs> oh uh, let's see if you can see anything," and he like sneaks out from behind Picard, like yeah. on his like like crouched down. I'm like. Jordy, he can you see you, buddy. You're not, <laughs> you're not fooling anybody. You're no, not no, fooling I think anybody. He, I think he crouches down like he's squinting to get a better look. Yeah. Like he crouches down and is like, hmm, let me look but at he this like, thing. And I'm like, he like snakes Dude, you got out a visor, from behind. man. He snakes out from behind Picard like he's like hiding. <laughs> and he's like, he like gets low. Yeah, like he's squinting at it. <laughs> well, later. And then when he's done, he snakes back behind Picard like <laughs> nobody saw him. Then Armis like bullies him. He's like, "Hey, you he dropped does. your visor, idiot! You dropped your glasses, bro!" <laughs> and I love that they they're like, uh, they they direct him to like, 
don't stand there. Go down and do the thing. Like, you can't find your glasses. When I feel like they should have just been like, Jordy, don't. He's don't just making play. fun of you. Just, just stand up. Don't yeah. even play his game. <laughs> but he's like, just no, used to do this continuing to do it. <laughs> also, it, it's definitely uh, reads a little bit to me like, not a blo- like a, a a sighted person playing a, a non sighted person because mm-hmm. I feel like oh, a person absolutely. who's not <laughs> would immediately like okay I this has happened so many times in my life I know probably I know. where it fell you know like yeah exactly that or like I'm not even gonna get down my hands and knees can someone just pick that up for yeah. me can That's somebody it. pick that up thank you I appreciate yeah. it yep appreciate Thanks. it okay yeah. <laughs> oh man uh, the All wind right. machine blowing Crusher's hair. Of a choice. <gasps> I f- the wind was really beautiful yeah. too. The whole scene. The I just Jones loved. soundtrack. It was like oh, yeah, kind of like a massage parlor awesome. or maybe certain types of. And it was it's, very relaxing. Let's 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 just rate this thing, and yeah. we can talk more about it as we rate let's get it. it. Let's okay. just start doing it. Let's get it. <laughs> okay, dialogue. It's good. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. Uh, yeah, it's not like award-winning dialogue to me, but it's good. I liked it a lot. I like when she said no goodbyes and something else, but to be just kind of like no goodbyes, just vibes. <laughs> and he just didn't hear. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a three. Three? So that was pretty solid. Three. It yeah. wasn't like exemplary. I'm going to give it a four. I was tickled by quite a few lines, especially that yeah. uh, you taught me to see uh, <laughs> romance. I don't think there there's was love for friendship. There was, there was a romance. Um, I don't know if we're gonna call mm. that romance though. No, but I'm the not. rules a bit in the past, but uh, yeah, I'll yeah, give, I'll give the, the romance of. I'll give it a one. I'll give it a yeah. One. one sounds good to me. I'm going with the goose egg. There was nothing there. All right. <laughs> there <laughs> enough action. Um, a big old zero. The, the, wind. the wind machine. Yeah, this is zero. The wind machine. <laughs> the wind yeah, machine. okay, point five. The wind machine. Point five. <laughs> no, 0.5. Goose I think egg. that goose the egg. wind machine is a step below falling into a puddle, and I'll give it yeah. a point five as well. But a zero for Dylan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the suspense. Zero. We know she is. Died. She really dead? He's really dead. <laughs> zero. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, camp. That's his. It's a five for me. It's very campy. This is a big five. Just big the old five. set itself. It's <laughs> yeah. five set. This is a big five. Quinteros! Quinteros. Quinteros. Stakes? You know what? I think the stakes are high for me in this one because their friend died. Yeah. yeah. And like the stakes of them having to deal with this and at the end that conversation with uh, Picard and Data where Data's like I, I don't think I understood the oh. the meaning of this like because all I can think about is how I'm gonna miss her I'm feeling very selfish right now and Picard's like no nope, that. that's, that's, exactly that's the right feeling buddy like yeah. can I actually <laughs> bump up my dialogue to a four yeah. because I forgot about that moment yeah. and I, I really I, love I that line I forgot about that too I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a four as well for dialogue oh yeah I love it yeah okay. that line that moment is so fantastic oh definitely I just got goosebumps thinking about it Ooh. right yeah right. so like the stakes for me are actually like high like it's a five for me when it comes to stakes great I love that I'm, I love I'm it because it doesn't the, really track with the way that we've judged days mm-hmm. in the past but I totally agree with it and I'll give it a five as well 
Uh, I'm feeling a lot of pressure. You don't have to give it a five right now. You don't have to. (laughs) No, just do what you. No, 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 no. I'm probably gonna give it like a a four because I do agree. Uh, I'm just too hung up on the traditional uh, meaning of stakes. Yeah. Personal stakes for me were high. If they if they don't up update the holodeck to service pack three though. It's right. gonna corrupt. It's just a yeah. big security They're vulnerability. It's huge <laughs> okay, security okay. vulnerability. All right. Um, okay. So the one Quinteros definitely made up for the for the triple zero. Uh, computer, what's your final score? Calculating. Two point four four. Yeah. Okay. 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 Where does that throw Fantastic. us on the list? That puts us right under Twisted. The Voyager okay. episode and above one. schisms, yeah. So it's another, a little oh, yeah. bit above a, creating a table. Uh, schisms uh, <laughs> is another moment where we have Riker like getting like pulled into something, Pissed. right? Like Riker gets pulled into black goo here, and in schisms he gets pulled into like this like space space bubble. bubble. Yep, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it's it's really makes sense if you think about it in those terms. Drask is working out incredibly. <laughs> it's putting all of the Riker gets sucked into something episodes clumping right together. In the same, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what genre. twisted was even. We have about. we have a genre of Picard getting pulled not Picard. Right, you're getting pulled into something. Sucked into stuff. Twisted. Space buttholes. <laughs> twisted. <laughs> Guys, I can't even remember what twisted was about. I don't remember uh, that. Spatial distortion. Oh right. It's when they're all playing pool in the Right. Or right. yeah, the ship gets it's all like confused. Things are like, yeah, they they yeah. keep going around in circles in the hallway. It was like the most boring, yeah. extremely exciting. We, that's episode. where we saw. Um, that's where we saw Janeway pull out her her rifle like immediately. Remember? No, that was night. Was it? Jan- yeah. Oh, Janeway, Janeway gets, gets woozy. woozy. She gets woozy, woozy and twisted. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, hey, subs. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Good call. Uh, great. Uh, uh, super. Great. That's awesome. Um, uh, what are we doing Darius, next? I just have a request. When, yeah. when we talk about it doing the Windows 95 sound, uh, Windows, Windows 95, 95 Windows 95 <laughs> sound in I'll there? I'll try. Yeah. Or maybe put it at the end of this episode <laughs> for the shutdown. Right. <laughs> okay. What What are we doing next? And um, as we try to figure that out, uh, we should probably play the uh, Indiesaurus sound thing. Yeah. Right. Because we love it so now, much. Oh You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> It's so yeah, good. That's like, it's so it awesome. It slaps. I man. love it's it. So man. good. Those, those little high notes that go. Oh. I just love oh, yeah. those specific tones. You know. I heard. So good. I heard that they got Ron Jones to to what? ghost compose it. <gasps> yep. Ooh, what? 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 Yep. Ronnie J. What? <laughs> okay, so I think we got a request via Instagram. We did. We got ago. a request from um, Nick Beardsley is who I'm looking yeah. at. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We got a request from Nick. And he said Voyager season two, episode 16, Meld. And Meld. without spoiling too much, it involves Tuvok and Neelix, and they're not getting fused together. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, It's not Tuvix. <laughs> not, it's not Tuvix, but yeah, there's... Anyways, it's called Meld. And I, cool. I, I would love to do uh, a recommendation from one of our listeners. So let's do it. Hell yeah! yeah. Sure. Thanks, Thank you, Nick. Nick. We're gonna do yeah. that one. Really appreciate yeah. it. Um, if yeah. if 
welcome. If this is your first time listening, hope you liked it. Uh, you should totally consider subscribing to us. That way, we'll just appear in your phone or whatever listening right. device you use. Totally. And we're on everything. Yeah. Uh, check out our Instagram at Trek to the Holodeck. And on our Instagram, we have our link tree in the description. And there you can find links to all of our other social medias. We have our Discord, which is dope, and you should join it. And there's also the Indiesaurus Discord, which is also dope. So you should join it for sure. Mm-hmm. You'll see all the other cool Indiesaurus podcasts. We have our own channel on there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But also all the other Indiesaurus podcasts and stuff. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Our sweet intro and outro music uh, is used with the permission of the Midwest Collective. It's by the artist named Bodyline. You can find their music on Bandcamp. Uh, we also added in some Star Trek sounds in there to make it a little Star Trek-y. Yeah. Thanks, and in, Again, in anticipation of uh, one day getting, uh, um, what's his name, uh, good old doctor on here, Um I'm going to start to just like soften my uh, language. Well, Viacom CBS. Viacom CBS. Uh, CBS, we're not your biggest fans. And you can just like leave us alone because we are a fan podcast. We are. And yeah, we just love the shows. So right, keep like, pumping them out. Track. I can't like believe we, we completely neglected our actual sponsor, KFC, this episode. And I think right. oh. they're going to kick our ass for that. Yeah, that's it. Yep. It's okay. Thank you, KFC. Make sure to go to KFC, get one of those big bucks of chicken <laughs> and like a large Diet Coke or right. something. There we go. Uh, you can go to they the one Pepsi. on Western, the one that looks like a bucket uh, like a big in old Los bucket Angeles. Of a big old chicken. bucket right down the street. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, end program. Yeah. Is that where you wanted the windows? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the idea of somebody saying end program and then somebody immediately going, yeah, huh? And like, (laughs) it doesn't end before somebody's like, yes, end the program. (laughs) Yeah. Confirm. Do you agree? Um, Do you have some unsaved holodeck programs? You know that the holodeck definitely has that like uh, computer end program and there's like a doodloop. Do you, are you sure you want to quit out of this? Do you want to save your progress? Just know that if you cancel right now, it's not saved. <laughs> do not yeah. tr- turn. Do not turn off holodeck while this symbol appears. It's like a floating <laughs> symbol. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would happen? What would happen if I shut it down? What if I? You, what, you would wait, disappear. Wait. It's like everyone. Everyone kind of like just throws caution into the wind. Like when you pull a, a thumbstick out of your computer and you don't like eject it first, everyone's like, yeah, I know, I know, but you save it. You do it. You do the thing. Don't what, worry about it. Wesley's in the holodeck <laughs> and he's playing Call of Duty, whatever. And Beverly's like, I, you were supposed to be at 10 forward 15 minutes ago. That's it. She just pulls the, the, the transparent <laughs> thumb drive out of this. No! Whoa! <laughs> no! I was with my friends. <laughs> and we were all here. Oh. God, I don't see anybody walks out, His friend walks out from the other oh, okay. from the other holodeck, and he's like, "Sorry, man, my mom makes me fuck." Sorry, you're I like out, to you're imagine out of the he like, <laughs> yeah, the man. No, instead of seeing his friend, he like double taps his tricorder really like assholey, and is like, "I my mom just shut it down. My mom just such an <laughs> asshole," and she's like, he's making sure that she, she hears it. <laughs> Like we're having dinner with the captain. We're having dinner with Captain Picard. I don't even like Picard. He's, he's writing a recommendation for the academy. <laughs> doesn't like kids. He doesn't like kids. I know. It's a big deal that he's writing your recommendation. Fine. <laughs> he's also a loser. Have I said he like, that? He like have I told? Walks, have I said that? He like walks down the hallway, stomping his feet really loud. <laughs>
<laughs> he has to do it so hard though, because it's the it's soft carpet. carpet. The yeah. carpet, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody in their quarters below is like, "What the fuck? I'm trying what? to sleep." <laughs> I just did delta and gamma shift in a row. Uh, this is yeah, the most uh, fun extra bit that we've ever done. <laughs> spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 